You're listening to the Strategically Podcast. I'm Tyler Collins. And I'm Brandon Collins. As we like to say, strategy is all about finding the best way to get from where you are to where you want to be. Head over to our website, Strategically, that's strategic.li, for more tools and content. But right now, you can join us for this casual conversation where we dive deep into the concepts behind thinking strategically in life, business, or whatever you care about. In this episode, we explore a hidden influence that impacts every person and organization. We'll look at some practical examples, discuss what to watch out for, and show how it can end up having a major effect on our strategy. Let's get into it. In this session, we're going to talk about what's the source of your vision, um, and then we're going to talk about just the importance of setting your destination, which we have talked about a lot, but we feel like <laughs> it's so important that we need to continue to talk about it. And yeah. I, I feel like it's the kind of thing that people, when you start to hear, I don't know, maybe when you start to hear our approach and you start to hear us talk about strategy, your first thought probably is, well, then I need to know what my end destination is. Because our, our whole like idea is start with the beginning. Or sorry, start mm-hmm. with the end in mind. That's how you mm-hmm. yeah, that's how you get a good beginning. And then work your way backwards. Um, yep. but we want to belabor that point <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we want to on purpose, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, want- so because the uh, the only thing I just gonna say about yeah. that is and I know we use this as we, we use this example so many times, but it, I think it's just worth reviewing is like setting out on a journey, setting out on a trip. You literally cannot do it uh, without a destination. Even if your destination is to just enjoy nature. Like you have to know what you're after. So we'll hit more on that as we go. Yeah. So um, let's start off talking about this. What is the source of your vision stuff? I think this is your section, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it is. Yeah. I believe it is. And I, I see this mostly as a sort of an add-on or a clarification from some of the previous sections because um, as you'll see as we get into it, it it very much is a potential pitfall, but also I think it will help you be more effective at finding your end destination if you keep this stuff in mind. Um, so the thing I want to start with, maybe this, is, maybe this is a good place to start, is to say the first point there that, the, that we, we often think that our values need to come from like our passions, like be true to yourself and, uh, you know, be who you are and, and all of that. And that's great. That's awesome. And especially our culture, though, I think we often take personal liberties, meaning, you know, there's there's cultures around the world where they want you to value, they value families, the family unit, or they value society. And the, the, the most important thing in that culture is be, fa- be faithful to your society, your, your community, be faithful to your family, be loyal. Um, and even so much so that they would say you should sacrifice your own personal desires and passions in order to do that. And in Western, and especially in North America, where we live, the opposite is true. We, we say, no one should hold you back. You should never sacrifice what you're passionate about. Be true to your heart. Be true to yourself. And I just wanted to put a little note here um, on point one. It's just to say, sometimes I think it's good and healthy. I'm curious if you agree or disagree or where you've seen this. I think it's good sometimes and healthy to find end destinations that come from outside of yourself. They might come from your family. They might come from the society around you. They might, there might be moral principles that, you know, um, that the society is uh, sort of instructing or instilling in you. And that's a good thing to allow that to influence where you're going. So it shouldn't, I guess I just want to, I wonder if the way we talked about the five things were so inward focused and so look at me that I wonder if we've forgotten or, or haven't talked about this point enough. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, first I was thinking when you were talking that like as much as, and I don't, 
Yeah, I'm not a cultural expert, um, so please, you know, don't take this as I'm. I'm not trying to be prideful when I say this, but probably as much as like Asian cultures, um, and, and I, not just Asian cultures, but maybe Eastern cultures, some cultures, <laughs> uh, <laughs> put the family above all else, and your your duty to the community. Yeah. Let's say. Um, uh, above all else to a point where we in our Western culture, we look at that and we say, well, that's obviously wrong. Like they take it too mm-hmm. far um, that, you know, they're trampling on the individual in order to, yep. you know, maybe have success for the group. We, I think go the complete opposite way. Like those cultures probably look at our culture and say, you're trampling on the group and you don't care mm-hmm. about your family um, all to the altar of the individual. And I think that's right as well. I think both sides, you know, c- can really learn a lot from each other. So knowing, I think here's what I'm trying to get at sort of knowing the culture that you're coming out of, I think is important yes. and understanding. That's right. That the, the weakness probably of our culture is that we do like sacrifice everything on the altar of personal freedom to the extent of sometimes sacrificing things that shouldn't be sacrificed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that's what you're bringing out is, hey, that is a weakness. Like, Because some people maybe watching this or listening to this or in the future, maybe they read the book or whatever, might be in a different culture than what we're coming out of. You know, maybe they're in the culture where you do sacrifice everything for family and um you know, in the group, whereas we're coming out of the culture where everything is sacrificed for the individual. Yes. Uh, so all that to say, um, I think you need, you need to realize that weakness, that, that that is a weakness, that you don't want to go mm-hmm. too far that way. And I think, too, that the other weakness of that is sort of this pride that is like everything I need is inside of me. Um, mm. I just, that's a lie. It really is a lie. Yes. Um, yes. Like we weren't, you know, we weren't created that way. We, we aren't made that way to, to be only individual, you know, even, even yes. scientists will tell you that, right. That, that right. we're made to be social beings. And I think that mm-hmm. a part of that, um, is that we need to find meaning outside of ourselves. And it doesn't mean yes. that you have to reject the meaning that you do have inside of yourself. You know, it, that's a part of the problem is sometimes when you get into these discussions and you say something like, hey, you need to find meaning outside of yourself, then people just assume, oh, he means you should never... No, that's not what Look we're inside saying. inside yourself, right. Yeah, right. it's not an either or. Uh, and I think that's the problem with yeah. these discussions. And that's really what we're trying to say here is, no, it's not either or, it's both and. And they're both incredibly important. You know, I think to me, there might be an interesting question in here of if you had to wait one or the other, which one would you wait more? Yeah. What do you what so do you think me, about that? I want to hit on that, but I, I think yeah. the way you're framing that is way better than what I was thinking because I was coming obviously from my own cultural perspective, which yeah. is the the uh, sacrifice everything on the altar of personal freedoms, yeah. absolutely. And so I'm saying, hey, don't forget, look outside yourself. Yeah. But I think you're making a great point, which is someone else could be coming from the opposite yeah. approach, which is sacrifice everything on the altar of serving your family or yeah. serving your community. Yes. And they might need to hear someone say, hey, don't forget to follow your own passions mm-hmm. and follow your own desires yeah. to some extent. So, yes, I think absolutely a better view, a better uh, picture of this is to say there's a there's a pendulum or yeah. there's a spectrum. Yeah. And on one side, you have this extreme where you and I come from, where it's all about personal freedom mm-hmm. and do what your heart does. Don't let anyone hold you back. In fact, if anyone's trying to hold you back yeah. at all, putting any kind of expectations on you that's not inside of you, just get rid of them. You know, if it's a spouse, <laughs> divorce them. It's a friend. They're holding you back. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that is, again, very much the opposite, like how dare you even try to do something that you want to do yes. instead of only ever yes. thinking about your family. Yeah. So somewhere along that spectrum, and, and to get to your point, I don't know that there is a right or wrong mm-hmm. 
probably there's a um here's how i would envision it there's probably a spectrum somewhere in the middle where there's a healthy you could say there's health and health can be what i mean by that is emotional health because i think there's an emotional health on the uh personal freedom side that you are giving up if you only think of yourself and i think that's probably surprising to some people to consider um so here's what i mean if you never sacrifice for your family if you never sacrifice on behalf of your Mm. community that's not the most fulfilling way to live your life like that well and it makes you very selfish very self-focused it 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 turns you into the kind of person and we've talked about this a lot but who's always navel gazing who always talking about yourself all of your thoughts are about yourself um, and I mean, I think even if you like personally, you know, somebody like that, you know how much of a turnoff that is and how much you like stay away from people like that. I mean, that's how I am when, when I know people are like that, or I get that sense that they're just like incredibly selfish and they re- like only think about themselves. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to hang out with that person. <laughs> like, yes. And, and so you see it in our culture a lot. These, um, uh, well, this is the example I was thinking of and maybe I won't go there. <laughs> I'll jump in no, to save I'll, you from I'll that. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do okay. it. Because I think it, it might be worth. Um, it's It was on Netflix recently. So this might date this session, but um, is the Indi- an Indian matchmaking making show, uh, which is really okay. a fascinating show. But one of the like women on the show, uh, and they kind of poke fun at her a little bit. Um, and I think they do it kind of in a tactful way, but she's so individual focused to the point that like no man almost can measure up to her standards. That's and she'll even say that probably herself on the show. I think she even says that to the point where you're like, okay, like you're never going to find a relationship if that's your attitude. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think uh, even if you just take a step back and think about it from that perspective of like, yeah, you do have to start giving up. You do have to not be completely individualized if you ever even want to have a like a real relationship in your life <laughs> yes so maybe that I'm, I, we're being extreme but yeah so you're you're saying there's there's an outside health where like if you ever want to have friends if you yes. ever want to have healthy yeah, relationships exactly. yeah so, but there's i was even making the point which is true 100 percent. inside health i was too, even absolutely. making the other point of like there is something fulfilling and there's some there's something there's added fulfillment into your life and your existence uh, if you don't only focus on yourself, if you are helping other people, and mm. that also is scientifically proven, like there are tests yeah. out there showing, um, you know, legacy and self-sacrifice are way more fulfilling. Like again and again, the, the tests show that. Um, and so there is value and health and joy and fulfillment to be found coming from the the personal freedom side and shifting more towards the center a little bit. And I would say the same is true on the other side. Yeah. Like, no one can handle, no one can stand never thinking about themselves and always mm-hmm. giving up every personal thought and every passion they have. That's not healthy either. So there's value in health coming yeah. this way. So probably there's a tolerance, like a, a um, you know, section of that um, spectrum that is like, hey, anywhere in here is like still healthy. So then it really, I don't yeah. think there is a right or wrong answer once you're within you're saying that health. Even if you are maybe slightly slanted one way or the other, as yes. long as you aren't so far that way. Yes, that's you know, right. Either way that it's probably yep. okay. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. And and would you say, I would, I wonder if there's also like personalities, like some people are more yeah. naturally inclined one way or the other. Um, like I, I believe I've heard of like certain personality tests that have, um, they even test for like, are you a protector of others? Like that's a thing that mm. you are sort of built for. Mm. So I would imagine that kind of person is much more skewed toward thinking family, thinking community, yeah. society. And then maybe there's someone else who's much more innovative and 
free thinking and free spirit, they would be skewed the other way. So I think there's just a lot that comes into play. And I think my only, I wouldn't even say necessarily pushback, but my only thought on this, um, and, and again, in our culture, I don't think this is something that we necessarily struggle with, but I don't know, depending, well, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say and then we can dig into it maybe a little further, but I do think that there is a point and we'll talk about this. It's going to be a little while, but where you start getting into the power of identity and figuring out who you are at your core, um, that starts to unlock a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, in your life personally. So this wouldn't, not, this wouldn't really apply probably to a business um, or to a team, although I think it could apply to a team. Yeah, I think it could, like a smaller team maybe. Um, yeah, maybe I want to come back to that. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Uh, but there's a point where when you are really locked in on your identity and who you are and you're living in, probably not 100% because I don't think anybody does that, but living in very, very strict accordance with the way that you view yourself. And I've heard it said like casting a vote for that person, you know, the person you want to be sort of like every hmm. action you take is casting a vote for the person you want to be when you're doing oh, that cool. often. Um, and you, you know, like you look in the mirror and you see the person that you think you are that kind of, I, I don't know how else to say that. Like, that's really a little more physical than what I'm trying to say, but physical can be a part of that. Um, I think there is a power and why do you need that power? Because sometimes the outside world can tell you you'll never be able to do that. You know, all those things like we've all heard those things happen, you know, especially on social media, especially, you know, the haters. That's like a real thing now, especially I think because people can be anonymous with their feedback now. <laughs> For better, for worse. Yeah. And so I think that there could be maybe more value in really identifying that identity inside of you that that is like who you are, your true self and like really living to be that person. I think there could be maybe more power there on not necessarily an emotional level, but maybe on a um, what's the word? I just lost it. But motivation, motivation. Yes, that's the word I was thinking. Yeah. A motivational level. For you or for your team, you know, like I think about a team, a, a small team, maybe of like three or four people and you're all working towards the same goal. You can accomplish a lot, right? It, despite mm -hmm. what maybe the entire group around you, like maybe your business is all falling apart around you, but your team working together, fulfilling your like identities together as a team is accomplishing more than anybody else. You know, like I've experienced yeah. that in, in my myself, like being a part of a small team within a really crumbling organization. <laughs> crumbling maybe is too mm -hmm. strong, but being a part of a just a ho-hum organization, but that team was strong because we, mm. you know, had... So I, I guess if I had to weight it, I'd probably weight it that way. But, but I think that might even be what I was going to say earlier. Maybe that is even different from what we're talking about, like on this spectrum of like being very self-focused or being very community family focused. Maybe that is even different. Uh, what were you going to say when you were, okay, you were so talking about teams? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't entirely know how this fits, but it is very parallel to what you're talking about. So there's two uh -huh. examples I want to hit. Um, so one is a super sketchy, unhealthy, crazy, mind-blowing example. Have you ever heard the story of the third wave? Yeah, and I actually watched, I want to say it was German, the German movie, because it happened in Germany, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I watched the uh, no. German movie of it. With the like, subtitles and stuff, because yes. I've seen that one yeah. as well. So it actually did yeah. not happen in Germany. It happened in oh, Palo okay. Alto, California to start with. And then someone wrote a book. And then um, in Germany, they like requ that's required reading, I believe, oh, is what I've heard. Oh, interesting. Um, so I'll just tell the story real briefly, um, and because I, I know you and I both are familiar with it. Yeah, but that's for okay. For those who aren't. Mm -hmm. So the third wave was this, there was this teacher in like the 60s or 70s, I want to say 60s, uh, in Palo Alto, California. It was really progressive school district, and they basically let him 
do very experiential, uh, creative, free thinking kind of teaching. And so he would do a lot of like um, role playing and hey, what would it be like if you were in this historical situation? Mm-hmm. And so someone had asked, raised their hand and asked how they were studying the, um, the Holocaust. And yep. they asked, how is that possible? How does that, how do you get mm. that crazy, you know, to start with? And he didn't really have a good answer. So anyway, there's lots of details, but I'll give you the quick summary. He basically set up, he came to school the next day and said, hey, we're going to do a role play. And we're creating this thing called the third wave. And he basically created like a society inside of his class that was like all about loyalty and discipline and sacrifice. And that is how you find value. And that's how you can be more powerful and exert more influence on the world. And the kids like ate it up. Like they, they recruited their friends who even weren't in the class, his class, people started coming to his class who weren't even in it. People from other schools were coming. Um, it was crazy. Kids were like, uh, like beating, fighting each other because they, other ones didn't want to be in it. Mm -hmm. So it just, it got mad intense. And my point to just with that brief, by the way, if you haven't heard this story, you need to go look it up. It's just, yeah, it's worth reading or watching the movie. Yes. But the Um, point of it is that he did answer the question by putting them in the exact, like in a group and showing how group identity can overwrite personal identity. And it all happened within a week. It happened within Mm -hmm. seven days that he started on, maybe it was in five days, like started on Monday and ended on Friday. And like by Friday, there was like hundreds of kids involved. And Mm -hmm. anyhow, so my point in that is to say, well, and, and that, so that's a really extreme example, but then there's another more healthy example, which is the military. Like mm. there are, and, and my point in those two examples is to say, there are things you can do. And some people eat that up. Like people want to belong. People yeah. want to have that group identity. Um, there's again, there's like a health, a well, joy, I think certain personal... people are very detached, um, from any identity. Mm. And maybe they're so detached from their own identity. Like, you know, like I'm I'm not that old, but I'm old enough now that I realize how hard it is to build a strong identity. If you know what I mean by that. Um, because of all the things I said earlier, like because the harshness of the world and haters and how easy it is for people to criticize you, even in, you know, even like maybe even amongst your family, that is a very hard thing to do. So there, it's what what's much easier is to just grab onto an identity offered by a group, right? That's that's way easier. <laughs> just be like, well, that's my identity. I choose that. Sure. That's just an easier path, right? I agree. I think there's I think there's probably more. I do agree with that, but I think also there is joy from feeling like you belong. Absolutely. To- yeah, a absolutely. group and that you're accepted yeah. and so all that to say I wasn't and I trying to this. say that it's wrong necessarily just that I understand sure. why people might go that that route so yeah. I, I don't and I hope as people are listening to this they're not thinking that we're critiquing I don't think that's our attitude more just to point out I don't know point out that these things are happening and mm-hmm. keep, keep yes. maybe to keep yourself aware of it more so to say that that's, that's wrong right. or that's wrong like anything can be used for good or for ill I think that's right well said well said yeah. and I think the awareness is the key in fact, I want to yeah. write that down. Like, I mean, you just mentioned two examples and, and one is like, you know, you think about the actual Third Reich, which is what the third wave was based on, which was obviously a negative example where group identity was used to, you know, kill and murder millions of people. But then you also mentioned a really positive one, which is the military, where group identity is used to build, you know, men and women up to maybe heights that of discipline and, and mm-hmm. you know, thinking that they would never have had in their life without mm-hmm. that. So I think right. it's it's not we're not trying to say one is good, one is bad necessarily. Just yeah. be aware. Yeah, and there's another that. another example to maybe mention here is uh, any kind of religious or spiritual yeah. convictions and values you might have coming from outside of you. And there again is one where 
it can be super negative. We've we've all heard stories of cults and um, you know, where they basically are trying to manipulate you and uh you sort of brainwash you from thinking yourself from thinking anything, any sort of free thought or you know, do what you want to do. And then there's also positive examples, like you said, where it's about building you up and helping the community and serving other people. So again, I'm not going to mention <laughs> any names yeah. or religions. We don't, we don't want to uh, be like, yeah, this religion's a cult, um, but this yeah, religion is yeah. really helping the world. That's not like for us to make those determinations. Obviously, well, both of us um, are Christians and we, you know, go to church regularly and we, you know, feel like that is a huge, huge pieces of our life. Um, so I'm just throwing that out there. But so we obviously believe that religion can be a hugely positive and, you know, influence on the world yes. and in your life. <laughs> yes, there's certainly but, can be yeah. tons of value. Yes. And also there can be, it's, and it's true of any of like, just like we said with the yes. military and the third wave yep. examples, right? it's for good or for bad. Mm-hmm. So awareness is key. And I think that's really what I'm after with this point. And maybe this is a good place to wrap up is to say the awareness of it. Don't be scared of it. Don't don't resist it necessarily. Don't let it confuse you, but be aware of it and make sure you're if there is outside factors that are influencing the source of your vision, like where you're going, your desired future. Like maybe it's your family telling you you have to graduate college Um, in some ways. Maybe you just be aware of that. Like is the thing you've been working toward or someone's putting pressure on you to perform a certain way in sports or at your job. And you if you're not aware of that pressure if you're not aware of that influence um it might be good it might be a a, um you might want to please your parents and your family that's okay you might want maybe it's a mentor who's challenging you or a coach who's challenging you you know hey you can step up and do better and serve the team and and that might be a good positive Mm. thing that you're okay with but just be aware of it because if you're not aware of it then it is influencing you and you don't have any say on how it influences you or how much it influences you so I think that was the the big point on on this point. Yeah, this and topic. to review, I also think it's important to realize probably, you know, to realize maybe what kind of culture you're coming out of and if you're coming out of the really self-focused culture or coming out of the community family-focused culture, realize that and maybe not abandon that, but try to balance it maybe is probably what I yes. would say. Yes, yep. Okay, uh, I think that's it for the side note here about where you're um, passion, values, destinations come from. You ready to move on to yeah. uh, coming up short? Let's do it. Okay, so here's the thought on this one. You may, and I've, I know this because I've been there multiple times. <laughs> so speaking from experience, wah, wah. but I'm sure we all have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sometimes I, or or someone, like here's a perfect example. Um, someone once asked me a question. Hey, what do you think about, and they like asked me a specific like political topic. What do you think about this, this thing in politics? And I was like, I don't know. Like I literally yeah. don't know enough about that thing. Yeah. I don't know enough about it to even know what I think or feel about it. Yeah. And so then my question or the thought that I had was like, what if that's you? What if you went through one through five and maybe you got some valuable things, but you're like, I don't have strong enough feelings or enough va- enough information or enough conviction. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as they're released. You can also view this content along with visuals on our YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you on the next one.